something that I just went through. I actually had some issues uh, with a little bit of brain fog, some joint pain, um, skin irritation a couple months ago. And it just equaled, in my mind, inflammation, this general inflammation. And so I was talking to a friend who said, you got to go see Shannon. I said, well, who's Shannon? I said, well, Dr. Shannon. Yeah, Gregory, she runs the Microsoft uh, Life Sciences in Oakville, which is 10 minutes from where I live. Uh, and what she's been doing for people is this and correct me if i'm saying this right or wrong uh live live blood cell analysis yeah right uh we actually look at this also first of all welcome thank you for joining us hi um so i went into your clinic and somebody pricked me and took my blood yeah and all of a sudden instantaneously started showing me what was going on in my blood and it was yeah. like looking at like a, a live city map of all these cars and vehicles moving yeah. around and identifying all the different. So how did you get into this? How did you realize that this is something that people need? Well, that's actually a great question. So I actually started off in optometry. So wow. when this fell into my lap, uh, live cell, I got, it just made sense to me, all the microscopes, you know, how um, the, the projection of the images, things like that, it just all made sense because of uh, my optometry background. And of course, having that medical background as well, it all kind of played together. So um, yeah, I ended up taking this course uh, for live cell. And then I built kind of my appointments uh, beyond that, that um, from that training. So for us, uh, my company, what I wanted to do was I actually felt that there wasn't a blood lab for alternative medicine. Um, there's life labs and things like that for Western medicine. But what we do is we look at the blood microbiome and what it's doing on a live tissue sample, which nobody's doing. Yeah, it was incredible. It really is. So for me, you know, it's really, really important. We run top of the line equipment, top of the line camera, because as you see, we need to be able to see even the most uh, smallest of particles, even nanoparticles, things like that. Um, but basically, uh, I chose to open up a company and open up different locations to enable naturopathic doctors and medical doctors to refer more on, on an alternative medicine standpoint. Now, what's kind of evolved is I have tons of Western medicine doctors that do utilize our service because of the knowledge and the advanced knowledge we have. Yeah, that's really, and do you still practice op optometry or? No, no, no? I, I stopped doing that years ago. It just wasn't for me. So yeah, I needed that's amazing. something, yeah, I needed something, but it's amazing how life brings you on these steps, you know, without that, I wouldn't be doing what I, I you know, and know what I know. Yeah. And that's incredible because the amount of time and training and effort to get to what, where you yeah. got to, yeah. to say that this doesn't even work. I got to do yeah. something else. Yeah, you know, and, and now you're truly healing people. So yeah. when we went through the analysis, uh, I was shocked at how much you could actually inform I from know. a drop of blood, yep. you know, uh, and immediately we figured out why I was in that inflammatory state. 
right? The, there was uh, micronutrient uh, re requirements like B12, which by the way, I hadn't been taking my B12 for a good yeah. month. I just ran yeah. out and I didn't bother. Uh, there was also, you know, the night before I had, and I usually don't eat a lot of red meat, not any particular reason other than I don't feel like I digested well, right? The night before I did, and there was actual protein particles yeah. floating around my blood undigested, yeah. Yeah. you know, causing inflammation. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some of these sort of variants or the red flags that you're able to identify. Yeah. So let's talk about that protein for a moment, because people sure. that are listening, they're going to say, well, that can't be in the blood. That's exactly well, what the what I got. The backlash on social media. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is quackery. It's not possible. Yeah. Da, da, da. So tell us how it's possible. Yeah. So basically our gut lumens have become leaky. We have this huge balloon in our gut. Right. And that balloon in our gut, because of everything we're exposed to on an environmental standpoint and everything we eat, sugars, processed, makes that gut lumen leaky. Right. So what happens is, is sometimes protein and things like that leak out of the gut. And that's why we do see it in the blood. We do see numerous types of pathogens as well um, that are only supposed to be in the gut, such as E. coli, such as strep. These are all things and bacterias that should only be living in that gut microbiome. But the problem is because of leaky gut and because of people being sick from day to day basis, these things leak out. And that's where we're able to, you know, see salmonella, E. coli, different things like that, that is leaking out from the gut. So, yeah. So do you, you're, the recommendations for me were, okay, things were found. And we're talking about eliminating those things. Do you also work on healing the gut itself? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, okay. So basically for us, um, let's give the, the listeners a little snapshot of what we do. So basically I take a tiny little finger prick and we put it on numerous slides. Um, and on a microbiology level, we need to have three, four, five slides to look at because you are Sherlock Holmes. There is a lot of information on one slide, but every slide does have a little bit of different or gives us an idea of how progressive is this infection in somebody. If I'm seeing, you know, strep throughout all the samples that is quite diverse, I know that this is a more diverse bacteria in somebody's body. Um, so we look at numerous samples to see what we're seeing. And this gives us a snapshot of what's happening in that blood system, what the immune system's doing, if we're seeing autoimmune. We personally focus and I have, um, this is one of the things that my company does do is that we work on chronic infections and Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. Live blood cell is incredible if you know what you're looking at to see Borrelia, which is Lyme, um, co-infections that come from environmental factors such as vector bites. And a vector bite is something that crosses the blood barrier. Mm -hmm. And when I started this 12, 13 years ago, when I, you know, I did not realize that the environment would dictate so much of what I'm seeing in the blood. 
And it's really evolved in the past uh, 12, 13 years. It's even evolved since COVID and vaccinations have been in place and getting COVID as an actual uh, virus. It has changed that microbiome in the body. And we've kind of learned some, we've been learning some new things even in the past two years of what the vaccination's doing. So it's been really, really interesting and gives a beautiful snapshot of everything kind of going on in the body. And for those individuals that have been a puzzle piece where yeah. they, they just, they don't know why, that's where I find um, our tool and our knowledge really will expose numerous things. There is a lot of talk about, like you had said at the beginning of it being quackery and you had people, you know, skepticism, but the skepticism is around the fact that the blood should be sterile. We have been taught and in medical doctors have been taught that the blood cannot harbor all of these bacterias, um, all of these things. The issue is that we're seeing is our microbiomes completely changed. And because of the environmental factor, because of leaky gut, all of these pathogens are now leaking in to our bloodstream, which is in the intern making a non-sterile sample. And that's what we're looking at. We know the sample isn't sterile anymore. And that's why there's so much skepticism behind live blood cell is because Western medicine believes it's sterile and we are looking at a non-sterile sample. Yeah. Um, and that's just how it is. We are antibiotic resistant to lots of bacterias and lots of bacterias that we see in the sample are antibiotic resistant. Um, so it's pretty fascinating. You know, I could go on all day of the, all the different types of pathogens we may see in the system. Um, but it's really fascinating. Even something from living in a basement, let's say in your twenties may show in the live blood sample by very diverse molds or bacterias. That's so incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I understand because we deal with this all the time, the, the gap between, you know, uh, the literal, what we've been taught versus the more functional approach meaning okay yeah you're right that this is supposed to be like this this is supposed to be like this but what if you add this piece to the puzzle right it's not going to be like that anymore right and the reality is we as humans are genetically wired to do certain things yeah but if you all of a sudden put us in an environment that we weren't designed for yeah you know or in a diet that we weren't designed for then you're not going to reach that same outcome how can you possibly reach the same outcome so when you say environmental threats do you mean that you're actually seeing residue in yeah. the blood or do you or yo, literally yeah so wow. um in the past eight months uh my staff and i because i have eight staff that work at the locations um we've been a little jaw dropped because there is new um findings that we are seeing which is microplastics in the blood oh wow so we've been kind of jaw dropped. They, you can't miss them. They are blue and they light up and literally they look like a small piece of plastic, but they're all different shapes and sizes. So um, it's just the color that's the dead giveaway. Um, so we are seeing numerous different microplastics. The devastating thing is most of the individuals we are seeing the microplastics in our children. Well, and how recent is this? Eight months. So this has just kind of been in the, and and this is a jaw dropper because this is an environmental factor of, we're going to be seeing a lot more. 
Um, we need to kind of figure out what to do about that. I, you know, do we support drainage? Do we support lymph uh, system to drain this out? So now we're all kind of researching what do we do about the microplastics in the actual bloodstream? That's incredible. So yes. what, I mean, if you ask the question on what changed eight months ago, there's a couple of things that kind of stand out, but you know, I don't know if, if there's a correlation there. I, I don't know. I did speak with a microbiologist in UK and he's been seeing this for about three years post prior to COVID. Okay. It's just, he's saying that it's much more mainstream and he's seeing it in 3% of his population, not just children. Now for me, I've just, I personally have seen it in kids. Um, but who knows what the next year is going to show? Like, I don't know. And that's what makes what we do so incredible because we're looking at that live sample and that live tissue sample so much can be exposed since COVID. Um, we've been seeing a lot more diverse bacteria that do relate to more pneumonia strains. Right. So there's certain bacteria called cocobacilli um, and other bacteria that uh, relate to that. Also, from the mask wearing of COVID, we saw a massive influx in intercellular bacteria. And what does that mean? That's bacteria that's called cell wall deficiency. It means the the cell of the red blood cell became deficient. Bacteria saw an opening space and entered the red blood cell. And now it's living intercellular. This is another huge thing that creates numerous symptoms, intercellular bacteria, joint pain, all sorts of things, because bacteria have become very smart now. It it knows how to hide from the immune system. Um, And we've adapted to it. So this intercellular bacteria has been pretty fascinating. And we saw a massive increase upon mask wearing. So, you know, once we all started wearing the masks and things, we saw a lot more fungal and a lot more intercellular bacteria. Um, And we definitely saw that from the masks. So, you know, I would venture when, before you mentioned masks, I was actually thinking, do I bring this up? When I think about the plastics and the cheap hospital masks that all these kids have been wearing yep, and breathing through, yeah, you wonder why there's a spike eight uh, months ago. Exactly. It's just, I don't know if I'm going to know the answer yet. I think I've got another year of research to kind of put together, but um, maybe even longer. You know, Lyme disease for me to research all of that, that took me a good five years to really put all of that together. So going back to Lyme, mm-hmm. are you saying that you're actually identifying the bacteria? Yes. Or you're ident- okay. So you can actually see. So yes. it's almost diagnostic in nature, you're saying. Yes. And we're not allowed to call ourselves diagnostic. Of For course. sure. Yeah. Um, however, you know, you, there's, there's only one other pathogen that does look like specific co-infections to tick bites and that's syphilis. And we know we're not looking at this in, you know, all different people. So there's a handful, if not more of different viruses and bacteria that does come from a vector bite. A lot of us only think it's Lyme. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's not, there's about eight or nine different types of other co-infections that the ticks do carry. And all of these are intercellular or extracellular. So what does that mean? It's in the blood barrier. It's in the blood microbiome. So it's knowing what those pathogens look like. And they're very specific knowing what they look like. They're very specific looking. Hmm. You know, one of the challenges that's really scary is 
there's certain things that are meant to not ever get past your gut. Like you said, blood's meant to be sterile, right? And and so the not only the gut barrier, but the brain barrier wasn't designed to deal with those things exactly. because they were never meant to be in your blood to begin with. So now yes. all of a sudden you have, whether it's pathogen, pl plastic, you know, we have this protective boundary that doesn't protect from certain things. Yeah. And it's scary to think where that's going to take us, you know, years down the road. Yes. And that's why it's so, so important too, to go, what is the immune system doing? Yeah. You know, do we have enough monocytes? Do we have enough neutrophils? These are the kinds of innate immune that need to clean this stuff up. Mm -hmm. So is the immune recognizing that these parasites and bacteria shouldn't be in the body? Well, nowadays, in a lot of piece, people, even with irritable bowel, let's use, you know, diarrhea or constipation. Um, a lot of the time we see a massive increase of parasites and bacteria in the system from something just as simple as that. And that's because our, we're on overload. Our bacteria, our yeah. body cannot overcome all of this and our immune cannot overcome the Hoover vacuums of our body just can't clean that up. Yeah. It's too much for it to clean up. So sometimes it needs assistance and that's where naturopathic doctors are an amazing tool um, because they, they look at that, that microbiome and clean that up. <clears throat> have you seen, I know, cause you mentioned environmental issues. Um, have you seen that in women, there's been more hormone disruption yeah. Are you dealing with those kind of challenges? Absolutely. There's been a lot more hormone disruption since COVID vaccinations. That's for sure. Um, that we definitely noticed. Absolutely. Uh, but we are seeing in general more liver toxins, more uh, periodic table of elements in people's bodies. Uh, when we run hair tests and things like that, uh, we're seeing a little bit more of that. And that's another environmental factor. Um, and sometimes our liver just can't clean all this up all the time uh, so it goes on overload hmm. so the, are the women coming in uh saying that i have this whether it's fibromyalgia or menopause or short of i just can't deal with it please help me yes um absolutely we're seeing a lot of different uh hormonal type of things us personally when you get into hormones there's so much more behind it um you know it's all it depends on how your testosterone is and your progesterone um so we do refer to a few different naturopathic doctors as they will give you a much better standpoint of hormonally where the body's at and can do numerous tests to see where things sit hormonally as well so you you mentioned that uh you noticed that there's seems like elevated problems with vaccinated women yeah so what are you seeing there what's happening um one of the main things that we've been seeing uh not just in women but in individuals in general are nanoparticles this is called liposomal nanoparticles and what these are these came from the vaccination and it's the transportation unit to the vaccination so for instance that's how they transport the the actual vaccination into the bloodstream so we are seeing some nanoparticles um, we are seeing that some nanoparticles are irritating people's systems. Um, some people aren't in, in the big picture, breaking them down as well as they should, which mm. in the intern is causing some other type of symptoms, headaches, joint pains, things like that. Um, so one of the things we've definitely seen throughout the COVID snapshot are, are these nanoparticles from the vaccination. Um, but everybody, you know, is just dying to know that 
whether the vaccinations completely changed the blood. And we didn't see, you know, the blood go completely upside down uh, after vaccinations. Mm -hmm. However, when people actually had COVID as a virus, we did see a major increase um, of individuals that were carrying the long-term COVID and certain bacteria that need to be cleared out of the body that we'd never been seeing before. Wow. So there's a, there's a noted shift in yeah. what is it because their immunity uh, is allowing more in or why are you seeing more things? I think we've never had the opportunity, first of all, to look at a SARS virus right. because live blood isn't enabled to see the actual virus. It is all the bacteria that relate to the virus and viral footprints. So we're able to see that we see viral footprints of herpes as well. We see viral footprints of um, all sorts of different viruses. Um, So COVID showed us numerous footprints, but also an elevation of specific bacteria when somebody's actually had COVID. And how I know this is because I have 10 years of baseline on some of my clients that have seen me for 10 years and I have amazing baselines. Then they get COVID, they see me and I'm like, wow, okay, this wasn't there before. That is incredible. So this yeah. is, I mean, it's amazing because you're seeing stuff that the world isn't even looking for. Exactly. You know? it, that's, it is. It's true. Exactly. And that's where, you know, it's mind boggling. And I feel like we are, I said to my staff, I feel like we're in on a race car track. Like it's moving at such speed. Mm. I can't even keep up in some circumstances. So we're just basically researching, researching, researching. And it's a beautiful thing having 60 doctors that refer to you because they're researching with you. They're, they're with you on this. So it's lovely in that regards because I'm able to bounce all different things off of them as well. So how do you take all these findings and sort of penetrate academic establishment that maybe doesn't want to hear it? Um, I, uh, well, Ultimately, I work with who wants to hear it, Um, but I do have MDs that are uh, medical doctors that do, you know, believe in what we do um, and is, you know, following along with the research and so on and so forth. I do have numerous, these medical doctors do give pharmaceuticals for the live cell uh, Mm -hmm. results. Um, so, you know, I think time is going to be of essence here because I think the more knowledge that we have and show the knowledge we have in live cell, um, you know, I think only that's going to, time will tell and more doctors will be willing to listen. Hmm. You know, I'm seeing more and more, and it's, it's really taking a skeptical doctor and, you know, showing them, look, strep is living in this blood here it is you can't deny this and that's that's where it's got to come down to is seeing it uh for them yeah it's really cool because it's really i would say a key component of personalized health yeah um there's it's one thing understanding your genetics or getting your gut microbiome tested but this is like a snap in time and we're not saying anything different than uh medically it's sound to go test your blood and look for certain biomarkers and look for chemicals or whatever but what we're looking for is limited in scope. We're looking for yep. things that are sort of disease exactly. uh, progression markers, right? Like here's how sick you might be. Yeah. As opposed to you're looking at, well, why is the disease happening? Yeah, you know? exactly. 
Exactly. I have so many people that come in with fibromyalgia or have been told that they have arthritis um, or even, you know, uh, unknown symptoms where there have nausea or vomiting. And it's been incredible what's exposed in the live cell. Um, Even just last week, I had a client that had constant butterflies in their stomach. That was what they lived with 24 seven butterflies in their stomach. And when I looked at them, they had, I would score them as 90% of bacteria in the system, uh, specific bacteria that is antibiotic resistant. Well, this bacteria was irritating their lymph system in their stomach, which was in the intern creating uh, butterflies and by detoxing the bacteria out of this individual's lymphatic system and system, we got rid of the butterfly feeling. But these are things that you go to your family doctor and be like, okay, I have butterflies constantly. <laughs> you know, yeah. we get those cases that, that are very unusual that you'd never know. Uh, you know, somebody that lives and, and wakes up every morning and is sick in the toilet or, you know, has yeah. nausea. Um, and then we look at them and I'm seeing a vector bite, you know, so it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, or, you know, paralyzed down one side or their face or whatever. Again, that kind of can connect to different type of viruses and different type of infections in the system that we see. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and you've also, I mean, I, me- I remember asking you about, um, some patients that we had in different cities and you, you've actually made this mobile where you can ship it around. And yes, yes. Uh, and it's only mobile in Canada. I can't get it across the border as of yet. Um, we're working on it. COVID kind of stopped a little bit of that, right. but in all across Canada, we can absolutely ship the sample. Um, and that's amazing for chronic infections as well, because as the sample is being shipped, some of the bacterias will divide. Uh, so we're no, when we're looking at the sample, um, how they're cycling, how the bacterias are cycling and how diverse and how strong are they? Um, and that gives us a really good snapshot when we're looking at it through a shipped sample or through a live sample. Very cool. And the solutions, so you've identified somebody has something going on, whatever it may be. It sounds like the solutions are pinned around sort of detoxification type yeah. protocols, right? Yes. I have become very, very picky of what works for what. Um, so I stock a whole bunch of different herbal remedies as well as homeopathic remedies to address the different type of bacterias and parasites that we do see. Um, Also on the Lyme disease standpoint, uh, different type of infections we see that relate to that. So in general, yes, we do more of a herbal side of things. However, like I said, we do have medical doctors that do give, um, you know, Vermox, things like that for viral infections or uh, parasite infections as well. They will prescribe off of it. And what do you do about the leaky gut when somebody needs to heal that? That is a little bit of a, we've kind of have to make steps because we have to get rid of the pathogens that are creating the leaky gut. So you got a little bit of work to do first. We got to kind of detox and get rid of some of these, drain out some of these bacterias. We need to get the cells to where it needs to be. And then we start sealing up the gut. A lot of the time people start sealing up their gut way too quick. 
um, and we're sealing bacteria, parasites, things like that into that gut. So, you know, it's really, really important that you find out what's in that microbiome, that blood microbiome, get rid of balance, the system back to sterile, and then plant all the grass. That's amazing. So you're getting the terrain to where it should be, right? Yes. Uh, getting rid of that sort of the, the fire and then dealing exactly. with the sort of environment, which is the right way to do it ultimately. Yeah. And this is the challenge with a lot of sort of medical intervention. It's like, let's get rid of this thing. But if you don't poo properly, if you don't pee properly, where's it yep. going? Exactly. You know? uh, exactly. Those types of things. So you're, you're kind of starting your A to Z, the entire process, functionally thinking it through and making sure that they're back to where they started. Yep. And when I use that word, when I'm saying drainage, using drainage it out, that's exactly it. You've got to be pooping and peeing and having mucus move. We have to be getting it out. Um, And so if you're not getting it out, uh, then, you know, we've got problems. So that's a huge component of the appointment is, is that factors working? Do I need to make sure all of those factors are working and I'm going to get this stuff out? Right. And on the supplement side, I know when it comes to, you know, herbal type remedies, homeopathic is accessible, but herbal, often you have to make your own cocktails and stuff. So is that what you're doing? No, I don't make, I have all the cocktails already made for me. Um, I know what ones work and what doesn't. Um, So yeah. And I actually use a amazing company in Muskoka. It's a hundred mile rule. So they grow it, they make it all in Muskoka and then send it to me. I don't just use herbals. I use a lot of vitamins and I also use homeopathics. Um, I also look at a lot of animals as well because that has really put, a whole different snapshot on again what I'm seeing environmentally. We love hug and kiss our animals. We have, yeah. you know, some people have five dogs, things like that. Um, our cats and dogs and bunnies do again carry a different type of blood microbiome. Um, so I do look at animals because sometimes, you know, it's we've got it going through the whole house. We've got a bacteria going mm. through house um or the dog has giardia uh which is a very common bacteria where dogs will get um i'm seeing a lot of animals with giardia that it's very difficult for their vet to address and using homeopathics i can seem to kind of get it under control within a a week or so that's honestly incredible because you have a communication gap. You can't ask the dog how it's feeling. Although, yeah. you know, depending on the animal, some of them can communicate quite thoroughly, yeah. but uh, so you're able to like diagnostically you're way far ahead of yeah. what people are used to, which is yeah. incredible. And that's amazing too, on the Lyme disease standpoint, because I have people that bring their dogs in that, for instance, one was about a month ago, having seizures, just drop down, having seizures out of nowhere. I looked at the dog's blood and they had definitely had a tick bite. Um, and then it kind of unraveled all of this stuff. And, and the owner was like, oh, my God, I did pull two ticks off. Holy moly, that started happening after. So it's just, you know, when you're looking at that, that, that blood cell, it's pretty incredible what can be exposed in animals and people because we do share very, very similar blood cell microbiome the immune is a little different their terrain is a little different to animals but overall the biology is the same Hmm. so you're you're so you're not like you have like a separate algorithm and separate it's all the same pretty much to a certain degree yep yep i mean 
Animals' blood is, again, supposed to be fairly sterile. We know that they harbor other things and they can harbor other things, um, but it's making them sick too. You know, these, mm. these pathogens living in their blood system is making them not well as well. And so the solutions are also the same? Uh, I refer to an amazing homeopath uh, that works with animals. Okay. Um, but yes, I do suggest some homeopathic as well for animals. It depends what the situation is. Um, but I do tread much more lightly with animals um, and refer more to a homeopath that knows, you know, animals and, and what she's doing with that. Um, I'm more people than anything. I refer out for more of the animals. That's amazing. This It sounds like... I mean, somebody needs to lock you in a room to write a book about all this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Before the algorithm disappears somewhere because there's so much in your head. Yeah. It, it, you, whenever you're pioneering something, you know, you're literally creating it as you go along. Yeah. Uh, and this needs to be shared with the world at some point, you know, because it's, it's honestly life changing. Yeah. Uh, so how do you train people? How do you get this? Because it's so it's so novel and new. Nobody out there knows this. Right. So basically, I train all my own staff. Um, I have inked myself so that I'm able to certify um, and I'm insured to teach and certify each individual. I only train people that work for me. Um, I have a lot of people that email me and say, you know, can you train me? But right. no, I keep it within my company so that we have a niche because we are the only ones that I'm aware of in Canada doing all of these uh, extra type of things that we do yeah. um, and know this more deeper microbiology and biology of the blood. So I keep it very much to my staff to keep the niche. Um, and that way, you know, people ship me samples and they're not going to the guy at the end of the street. There's <laughs> live cell and then there's what we do. We're doing live cell intertwined with microbiology. Um, and so that's, that's where the training is huge. They do train with me for over a year. Um, and they do have to shadow about 350 hours. So it's a lot wow. of time they have to give, but it's a lot of information. Um, and it's a lot of hands-on, like it's a lot of practical. They're, they're always doing practical. So, uh, it's nice when I have trainees because I always have a little assistant in my room, helping me out and doing all these other different things. Um, as we also look at, you know, urine tests and other type of hair tests, things like that to get even more additional testing. And that's why your company, the DNA, uh, is amazing in conjunction with doing the live cell, because it's giving people an incredible wellness snapshot with what you, your company can give with the DNA, and then what my company can give with the live cell microbiome, we're completely offering two different I, uh, snapshots of what's happening in people's bodies. Yeah. So, you know, I love these additional tests in conjunction with live cell because it really puts the story together. And let's face it, our body is a story. It really is. It's yeah. a puzzle. Sometimes it's a story that needs to be told. We have 50 some, um, some odd trillion cells that are all yeah. trying to survive and thrive. Yeah. You know, and it's far more complicated than people think, but it's also working with a beautiful efficiency, like the symphony that just keeps moving. But I agree. Like, so the, the DNA testing is sort of foundationally, here's who you are. Yeah. Right. But things like this, like my gut microbiome testing, the, the live blood cell analysis, yeah. here's a snapshot in time. Here's where you're at. 
Exactly. Like, here's exactly the red flags. Exactly. DNA may tell you where to focus, like where to start. Yep. You know, if you have some form of gut dysbiosis and you're leaking, which becomes apparent, like the proteins in my blood, I have a leaky gut, which I wasn't even aware of. Yep. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden now when it comes to, well, here's the red flag, proteins are leaking, gut is leaking. How do I fix it? Yeah. Let's look at the DNA and say, where, what's not wired properly? Exactly. Right? And that's the incredible piece here. Yeah. It's, Amazing. It's so powerful. Yeah. It so the, really, really is. Yeah. So, yeah. And, th and this is awesome. I mean, I would urge anyone to go try and test because um, I, what I, I literally implemented the changes immediately. Great. Some of the things were things that I should have already been doing and known and did used to do. And some of the things were counterintuitive. Uh, I didn't think about um, what I thought was a healthy, lean meal it was actually highly inflammatory. Interesting. Right? I, I, I literally didn't put my finger there. I was thinking more environmental, you know, that type of thing. I thought maybe because, you know, it's spring season, everyone's spraying all their chemicals everywhere. Maybe that's what's hitting me. Right. Yeah. So uh, definitely open my eyes, my eyes. And the good news is a week into it, I felt good. Yeah. You know? Good. you know, so where I would have ended up with a skin cream for the rash, I wouldn't end up with a migraine pill. I wouldn't end up with some gut stomach ache pill, yeah. you know, and something else for like brain fog, like five, six different things all yeah. being treated as separate problems really was just too much going on in the blood. Let's clean yeah. it up. Let's yeah. support your anti-inflammatory pathways with some B complexes and get you to where you should be. And it didn't take long. It was no. like a week. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And our job isn't to keep people on these products. We want to clean it, clean things up. And then they see us as they need us. Right. You know, we don't, we, we want them to become healthy and then we just monitor and keep them looking that way. And that's what we've built a beautiful system where I've been doing it, you know, like I said, 13 years um, where I have had babies that saw me 13 years ago and now they're 13 years old. And wow. it's just so rewarding that right. I've watched them and been keeping their blood as clean as we can. One, one last thought. Mm -hmm. Um, have you done any work looking at children in the spectrum, autism, Asperger's? Absolutely. Lots. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the time for autism and the spectrum, um, we're seeing a lot of deficiencies, B12 being one. Right. Parasites is huge in a lot of um, spectrum children where we see a lot of environmental parasites, which tax their system, taxing their immune system, making their body work a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we do see quite a bit, but ultimately yeast is another thing that we, we see a lot of, um, and we have to screen for, of course, uh, vector bites and things like that, because that's been exposed to where there's symptoms coming from and we may think it's more uh you know the cl the client may be on the spectrum but there's other things happening in the body that we need to address first what is the yeast for sure what is the yeast doing what's the outcome of that so yeast can cause it's a fungal in the body so it can cause weight gain bloating um foggy brain you know the list goes on for yeast a lot of women will get yeast infections and we're getting that because our, our breads and and you know food isn't the same we're eating a lot more sugar a lot more uh, wine all of that right. stuff which is creating more yeast um so yeah okay no, that, that helps a lot. And it, it, it sort of validates some of what we're seeing where you'll see 
when you talk about autism in the spectrum, there's some, somewhat like, I would say like 15% of kids that were born with something. They have a genetic switch that was turned on or off. And there's something that they literally have to cope with and their parents have to help them with. Then there's this like 80, 85% of kids that don't have a problem per se. There's some environment, nutrition, lifestyle factor that is misaligned to how they're wired. Yeah. That triggers is incredible, incredible inflammatory response, which exactly. at that age, you're susceptible here, neurological yeah. inflammation, right? Which then equals some form of literal brain damage, right? Yeah. So, and then the cofactors, like you said, if you start adding on some of these things, whether it's vector yeast, you know, lack of B vitamins and the ability to fight the inflammation, it's going to express exactly as this thing that we put under the, and that's why it's a spectrum, an umbrella of so yeah. many different things that we can't pinpoint what exactly it yeah. is. Right. It's also really important to see if they have strep in their system, streptococcus, because right. that can also block the brain barrier. Mm. Um, and we can kind of see what's the elevation of bacteria in their system, um, which can be creating pandas, which, you know, um, is a pediatric type of uh, dysbiosis of the, the brain and things like that. Mm. I know I said one last thought, but there's one more, one last thought. Okay. <laughs> because we talked about the blood brain barrier. Um, are you doing any work around Alzheimer's dementia? Have you seen anything like that? And then I, the reason I ask is because there are certain things where you can pair it back to root cause when it comes to, like you said, gut dysbiosis, all that. So anyways, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, um, absolutely. With Alzheimer's, things like that. Um, we look at hair testing is amazing for that. If we're seeing metals in the live blood cell, um, they look very specific in the live blood. Uh, so metals in a red blood cell will actually dry out the bilayer of the cell and the cell becomes super, super spiky, almost like a medieval club. Mm. Um, so if we're seeing a lot of these metals in the system, um, this would cue us to perhaps do a hair test to see what the period table of elements are. Um, and this really can connect a lot to Alzheimer's, things like that, because high amounts of lead or mercury or even aluminum in the system can again block the, ba the brain barrier and can create a lot of issues uh, neurologically. Mm, that's incredible. Yeah. And that, we've seen the same where it's yeah. a lot of it, you know, there's a clinician that we deal with in California that believes that he said 60% of cognitive decline is not due to what you eat or your stress, right? It's due to what you breathe. Yep. Right. And he's saying that, that no wonder why, you know, one hour in LA traffic is equivalent to a pack of cigarettes yep. and you jurisdictionally start to look at these things and they, there's a high correlation, you know, they yep. connect because yep. it's, these things were never meant to be in your body and your brain was never meant to be, or the brain barrier I should was never meant to fight that stuff off. Exactly. So, causes damage so exactly. yeah this is i mean i feel like we can talk three or four more times and there's I a know. lot we still need to go over <laughs> uh, <laughs> i want to respect your time but this is awesome thank um, you how do so anyone that at least in canada that wants to work with you how do they find you 
Um, so they can go to our website at microcellsciences.com. Um, I'm also on Google as well as Shannon Gregory. Um, but uh, then you can review all of our nine locations. And there is also a area that if they wanted to ship us a sample, they could go to that and purchase a ship sample. Um, and we send them a kit and everything to prepare for that. Cool. And I, I know you have locations in the GTA. Where are where are they outside of the GTA? They range from Stony Creek all the way to Ajax, Markham, Toronto area, um, Oakville. I tried to put one kind of in every major city throughout okay. the GTA. And then anything outside of Ontario just gets shipped? For now, yes. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. the for now part. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, this was awesome. Um, you know, I hope one day that you have the time to sit there and document all this and, you know, give that gift back to the world as your retirement plan. Yeah, I know. Uh, know, But this is incredible. Again, I I derived huge benefit from it. I urge everyone to take a look and try it out. And there's nobody, if you live and breathe on this planet today in a city, there's something going on in your blood that you need to know about. That's a guarantee. For sure. sure. Because the, what you're breathing, what you're eating, you know, the way you're sleeping, all this stuff is affecting what's in your blood and you need to take a look it's true thank you shannon this was awesome thank you well you have a great day you too thanks bye